0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Outbreak Podcast, an outlet for discussing creativity and the great beyond. We also discuss everything from gaming to film to the dark and dreary corners of the internet. I'm your host on this wild ride, William Key. It's been a tumultuous week. I don't know if I mentioned it a couple episodes back, but um, my son, Finn, seems to be coming down with a cold or something. He's just been very crabby the last couple of days. We even had to pull him out of daycare because he's running a fever. And I'm like, oh, my God, that means I'm going to get sick again. But, you know, that's inevitably the way it is when you start daycare. Every kid goes through this phase where they're all licking the same doorknobs. They're all making out with each other. They're all sharing spoons, and sharing, like licking each other's hands. I don't know, whatever other kids do. And so it was inevitable that he was going to get sick. The only reason why this is so frustrating is because he literally, we just got him over a cold. You know, we had had him get some prescription puffers and some medication, and he had a bit of a nasty cough the last month or so. and now it seems like it's rearing its ugly head again and it seems to be making him a little more lethargic. and he's a little crabby. But combine the fact that he's also teething. I think his um, his more like canine teeth are coming through now, and those are the sharp ones. Those ones tend to hurt. Uh, so, yeah, he's not a very happy camper right now, and, and neither is myself or Sam as we're trying to take care of him and just tend to his needs. That's just kind of been sort of the stresses going on right now at home. Otherwise, you know, I'm here at work. It is a beautiful Thursday evening uh, here in the plant. Nothing exciting to report, unfortunately. You know, still doing the same old crap every different day. Again, I mentioned this is Thursday. It's not Friday, which is my typical recording day, because I'm recording this a day early. Again, you know, just, just anticipating if maybe tomorrow I'm going to be feeling under the weather. You, you never know these days with the the flu and the cold going around. Uh, but I also did have a full lineup, and I even added a story today um, that was breaking as of today. Timely enough, too, because last week when I introduced the uh, Outbreak Quick Bits on TikTok, if you guys don't follow me on TikTok, go find my TikTok account. It's at William Outbreak. I talked about this very story about Facebook actually coming up with a new parent company name, and it was announced today during a presentation. So Mark Zuckerberg came out and he announced that Facebook's going to be renamed. Not the app specifically, but the company uh, is now going to be known as Meta. Now, this is largely what we anticipated it was going to be. We also thought it was going to be Horizon, as I mentioned on the uh, actual TikTok video, because they're working on this Horizon metaverse style VR experience. This name sort of reflects this growing influence of the metaverse, which he also described as a feeling of presence, like you are right there with another person or in another place. He's been trying to work on this for a long time, especially ever since they purchased the Oculus. They've been trying to work on ways to connect people now more than ever. Uh, You know, Facebook, when it was first introduced, was an amazing way to connect with friends and family, play games, and just keep up with everybody on a social media platform. It's basically like somebody's profile Uh, Without having to get to know the person, you can get to know them so much through what they post on social media. It's become sort of a reflection of oneself. And now, it seems as though with this, this metaverse that Mark Zuckerberg is looking to create, you know, with the use of his multiple apps that he owns, including Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus, they're trying to create some sort of virtual hub world where people can work, play connect with friends and family, shop, create things, and have completely new experiences that don't really fit how we think about computers or phones today. That was a quote from Zuckerberg in his announcement. They are looking to eventually get to a point where in the future, you can sort of project yourself as a hologram and be in certain places without having to commute, whether it be at work, whether it be at a concert, going to visit your family. And it's, it's sort of eliminating almost the need to leave your house. Uh, I, it reminds me a lot of Ready Player One in, in the way of you putting on a virtual headset and transporting yourself into this virtual world. But they're trying to sort of lead the line between the virtual reality and reality by making it actually feel and look as if you are still in the real world. This is a long ways away, but this is sort of the start of their long plan by calling themselves meta and they're looking to just play and connect in 3D real time and it's going to be a collaborative effort between different creators and developers to sort of accelerate and speed this process up. Now like I mentioned in my TikTok video as well the app is not going to change its name so Facebook is still going to be Facebook Uh, Just like Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram. It's not going to change. They're just falling under a umbrella. Just like how Google became Alphabet in 2015. But you can still use the app of Google. It's just the parent company now that will be uh, trading. It may still be Facebook, actually. Because I think Facebook still has... Actually, no. I think that Meta is probably going to switch to using Facebook's ticker symbol in the stock market. And it's now going to go by Meta we'll see how this goes. It's a very meta move, actually, you know, and considering the fact that even in the film side there and, and television, there's been this ever-increasing interest in building a multiverse, building this connected world experience. People are now more than ever wanting to believe that everything is connected somehow. Even, I had read somewhere that even like the Eternals film that just came out was making references to the fact that Superman really does exist according to the Eternals film. So maybe even DC and Marvel are crossing paths now. Speaking of Marvel, we got some exciting news this week uh, coming out of Empire Magazine, which had released a a full spread uh, with some brand new shots from Spider-Man No Way Home, including a better shot of Doc Ock, we even got some snippets of different scenes that feature him from a close-up range, as well as him in action with uh, Tom Holland. He's, uh, Doc Ock is in battle with Tom Holland, but it's also a scene where Tom Holland is running away from Doc Ock, which it reminds me, because it's funny, Boss Logic, which is a uh, digital artist, he's very famous. Online on Instagram Twitter you can find his art anywhere. Just look up boss logic He did a hilarious meme photo for the scene where it shows Tom Holland spider-man running away from Doc Ock And it shows this character from the the meme that goes like why are you running? Why are you running and he just inserted that character into the scene and it's like that that's true spider-man Why are you running away from the bad guy that's so unlike you, but it could also be that because of his inexperience and? you know, seeing somebody like this for the first time and it's like, how is he moving those arms? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe he's freaked out at first. Well, he's going to have a lot to be freaked out about as well because as in this Empire article, there were screenshots of it posted. So you got some of the pictures, but then there were also the way that it was cropped and framed. You had some text that was revealed and in a certain two line of text that was shown underneath one of the photos, you get confirmation that two more Spider-Man villains are going to be as part of the Sinister uh, Five, I guess. Let me get back to that. So, Rice Ifan's Lizard from Amazing Spider-Man 1, as well as Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman from Spider-Man 3 will both be returning and will be part of this film alongside the Green Goblin, Electro, and Doc Ock. And they've confirmed that there is not gonna be a sixth villain. So, it's not gonna be the Sinister Six. They're gonna go by the Sinister Five. There was rumors that Rhino was going to fill out the final slot as well. You know, Venom was another choice, but they said that Rhino may potentially be the sixth villain. And they were coming up with different screenshots to sort of prove that he was there. But it turns out that Rhino is actually just going to be kind of the butt of jokes. He's going to be uh, name dropped a couple of times in the film, but sort of like a, as a joke, they're going to kind of make fun of him or tease him. The thing that bugs me and a lot of people are a little upset about this is that there are only five villains in the film that doesn't really make sense considering that the story of the sinister six has always featured six villains now unless it's still they're using five villains from from the different universes but then the sixth one could be a slot filled by maybe mysterio makes a return or perhaps the vulture returns only time will tell Right right now, I'm not a huge fan of the name Sinister Five because I also really don't like odd numbers. And then I just realized that this episode is an odd number. So you know what? I, I'm not a huge fan of this episode. I think this is my least favorite episode because it's an odd numbered episode. Screw that. You know what? This episode sucks. I think it's worse than that Blizzard episode where I told Blizzard to F off. Um, and <laughs> just kidding. Some of the news is pretty exciting. The fact that we're going to see the return of Lizard and Sandman is a lot of fun, and I think that's a good chance to see those characters return in a new story. I want to see some confirmation as to whether or not the Sandman is pulled from an earlier point in the film, or if it's going to be Sandman redeemed at the end of Spider-Man 3, because he did seem to ask for forgiveness of Spider-Man at the end of Spider-Man 3, and it seemed like things were okay. So we'll see how it goes. Now, according to the Screen Rant article, though, the director, John Watts, actually notes that the full Empire interview um, that mentions both actors are still rumors, though his tone is described as deadpan. You know, what we will see, but I, I do think that it is more, more than not likely that these two are going to be in the film. I think with all the rumors, all the speculation, everybody out there digging to try to find some tidbit of news about this film. It has to be possible, you know what I mean? It has to be true, unless it's just going to be three villains. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We all know that again. If it even is, if it is three villains, that you know, Spider-Man movies have never done well without with having multiple villains like this. Uh, have you seen Amazing Spider-Man two? Have you seen Spider-Man three? So let's hope that. You know, maybe if we just stick to an even number of villains, as I mentioned, six rather than five, maybe this film will be successful. (laughs) People are comparing it now to uh, basically calling it Spider-Man Endgame. Um, I was reading that somewhere. I think one of the I think it was John Watts himself, actually, that that's described it this way. So we'll see if that's actually true. We're still waiting on that second full trailer, which is supposed to. Confirm or deny whether or not we're going to see the other two Spider-Man in this film. I'm still hoping that they are in this film. Now, this next story is very interesting. It did kind of come out of left field, and it's been reported by the GWW again. This was the the outlet that had also reported, and I mentioned this on my last podcast that they were gonna that they announced that there was a World War Hulk film that was being you know worked on over by Marvel. Well, now. GWW seems to have a bit more information and they are suggesting that there are four new Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and shows that are being revealed. This includes The Thunderbolts, Nova, Fantastic Four, Shang-Chi 2, and a spin-off to Black Panther Wakanda Forever that's going to feature Okoye, which is the lead lady from the Dora Milaje. So that, take that what you will, but this is very exciting. I mean, we already knew that Fantastic Four was being worked on. There was rumors, you know, circling around the old uh, water cooler that Thunderbolts might be a property they will consider for Phase 4 or Phase 5, only because, you know, they've introduced so many characters over the last three phases that it would be a shame if they were to just waste that potential story. And considering the fact that over on Black Widow's side and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we have uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character, uh, Contessa, who has been recruiting certain characters to join her in a specific team. Heavily rumored to be Dark Avengers, but it could very well be the Thunderbolts as well. And the Thunderbolts has included members like Black Widow and Hawkeye, so we shall see. Uh, otherwise, Shang-Chi too, that's no surprise because Shang-Chi basically destroyed at the box office. A Black Panther spinoff featuring Okoye, that one was a little surprising as well. Considering there is already a Wakanda series that is being developed, this actually be the wakanda series we don't really know because i don't think it's was confirmed either way what that series was going to be about and then finally nova that one was another big surprise in fact nova was one of the uh, characters that i mentioned on one of my poll questions a couple weeks back about what other character would you like to see debuting in guardians 3 i mentioned nova and i think nova actually did pretty well in the in the polls So it's exciting to see that they may potentially be working on a film for Nova in the near future, Uh, whether it it be that Nova is introduced first in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and that will lead eventually to his own solo film. That seems to make the most sense, because it would seem kind of out of left field to just introduce Nova in his own film without giving at least some subtle hint to the fact that his character may debut. Given, for example, that Captain Marvel was hinted at at the end of Infinity War when Nick Fury made the call for help. Uh, you see her symbol on his pager. So that was at least the subtle tease that Captain Marvel was coming. And we knew she was coming, but we needed to see a bit of a tease. You know, you can't introduce a film without at least teeing us up, at least in where we are in the phases. So, what do you guys think? Um, are you guys excited for this? Uh, what are you the most excited about? Let's move on to our next story. Now, Brendan Fraser is having quite the resurgence, as we've seen. Uh, you know, he's known best for his roles in Doom Patrol these days. He's playing Robot Man as well. He had a pretty uh, impeccable film uh, career back in the early 2000s. You know, he played George of the Jungle. He did the Mummy trilogy. Now, he's back in the superhero world. So, he you know, he's already playing a character in Doom Patrol, but it seems like he's making the jump to HBO Max, he is confirmed to be joining the Batgirl film, and he's going to be playing the villain Firefly. So Firefly has never been seen in a live-action film, to my knowledge, but the, fi- the character Firefly has been used as well in the animated series and had a bigger role in Gotham uh, where they gender-swapped the character uh, to a female Firefly. Uh, and we saw a lot of Firefly in, I believe, two, I think, Arkham Origins as well as Arkham Knight. You get to fight Firefly as a villain. So they're actually touting that Firefly is going to be the main antagonist. That's pretty exciting. And I'm very excited that Brendan Fraser is finally seeing a resurgence in his career. I don't have much else to add to this. Don't know, really know much about what this Batgirl film is going to be, how it's going to tie to the larger DCEU and, you know, where it takes place, if it's related more to Ben Affleck's Batman, if it's related to Michael Keaton's Batman, that are both going to be making a a return in the Flash film. And another cool thing, uh, and I read this over on Screen Rant, that apparently Sylvester Stallone was also in the running for Firefly. So I am actually very proud of Brendan Fraser, that he beat out the big man himself, Mr. Rocky Sylvester Stallone. And now Sylvester Stallone also is in the MCU as well. He had a a role, I think, as stackar in Guardians 2. So it's cool to see Sylvester Stallone hopping over again to the superhero films. It seems like all these big name actors are, are getting pulled to try these films out. Now, I've got two more stories before I leave you tonight. The first one... It was the first story I found this week, actually. And I almost didn't believe it was true. But this is according to Windows Central. They are reporting, and this is reinforced by GameBeats' Jeff Grubb, that he said on his video show that Microsoft is reportedly developing a new video game based around the popular hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan, which that includes RZA, Ghostface, Killa, Method Man, and more East Coast music icons. And this game, is supposed to be a potential fantasy RPG in the third person. Uh, The game is currently going by the code name Shaolin, being reported and developed by Brass Lion Entertainment, which is a newer studio that is focusing primarily on fictional universes that center around marginalized characters, including black, brown, other traditionally marginalized characters, cultures, and stories. And it's got some pretty heavy hitters in terms of designers and uh, artists on this game. You've got Manvir Heyer, who is the lead designer on Mass Effect 3, there's Bernia Dabby Smith, who did Def Jam, Vendetta, and Sleeping Dogs, and Rashad Reddick, who was an artist on the Elder Scrolls Skyrim and Fallout 3. Now, Brass Lion already has one game under their belt called Corner Wolves, which was described as a narrative fictional podcast following a young Afro-Latina woman as she adventures through mid-90s Harlem to find her father's killer and it touches on subjects including the drug war's impact on black and brown communities. The game is reportedly, as I mentioned, a third-person fantasy RPG featuring seasonal content with an estimated time of a couple dozen hours long. So that's a pretty big tout for a Wu-Tang Clan game, and it apparently is going to be melee-focused in a fantasy RPG world, will support four-player co-op, And players will be able to collect loot, such as weapons and gear, by completing procedural endgame dungeons or tailor-made events. This will be the first time that we see the Wu-Tang Clan characters show up in a video game. I believe the last time they appeared, it was for Death Jam, one of the Death Jam games. I do like that they are at least taking chances on marginalized characters. I think we do deserve to see more of these in games. I don't really have much else to say other than the fact that, like... It does seem very early days. They don't have any release dates, but they have a lot of ambitions and ideas that they have for this potential game. There was a confirmation on a certain new character for Battlefield 2042. Uh, the character's name is Emma Sundance Rosier, and she's a new playable specialist. Uh, they, uh, the company behind Battlefield has confirmed that this character is non-binary, which will make this character the very first character who identifies as non-binary in this long-running series by EA. Sundance's bio had used gender-neutral they-them pronouns on Battlefield's official website, and this led one of the fans on Twitter to ask if Sundance was non-binary, considering that they had seen the pronouns used a couple of times, and EA's lead community manager did confirm that Sundance is non-binary. Again, I don't play Battlefield, but I do appreciate that we're seeing these characters who can finally be represented in in video games of this caliber, because games like Battlefield and Call of Duty, they always seem to lean heavily towards more of a male audience. But the fact that we're now seeing representation from the LGBTQ community through, through characters in this game shows that it's a important step in the right direction for a shooter of this caliber and hoping that you will see this across all the games as we enter the 21st, as we are in the 21st century and this is sort of our reality now is that there's characters that need to, that people who are playing as these characters feel they need to have some form of representation for who they're playing as, uh, which is entirely why a lot of games now when they do character customizations can allow you to make more than just a simple white male and or and female Uh, you get the option now especially in like pokemon more recently you can now play as a character of any color uh, and that's amazing and i think a lot more games too are trying to lean towards not just having the choice between male or female but giving you other options too Finally, I want to give some shout-outs to other podcasts that I respect and I listen to. First off, Sean Capri's We The Gamer Cast. How could I not shout-out to We The Gamer Cast? He graciously allowed me to come on the podcast about a month ago, and knew we talked the shit about anything from Resident Evil Outbreak to being a father to, you know, why I can't bring myself to play games that are longer than eight hours. You know, I was stressing about starting something like Fallout 4 and leaning more towards Infamous Second Son. We had a very good discussion. The interview is available if you go search up We the GamerCast on any of the listening platforms. I did this interview with Sean Capri. I definitely recommend it. It's not even just about games. Sean loves to talk about, like, so many different topics, uh, whether it be mental health, whether it be work, whether it be home life, whether it be music. You know, whatever tickles your fancy he's down and he's interested in learning about you and he's always looking for potential guests to be on his show whether you're a gamer or not so maybe consider reaching out to him on twitter he's at sean capri and finally give some uh, love to the guys at press yyz these guys as i've considered them are the canadian four-player podcast in my opinion they're located heavily in toronto uh, for the most part and they talk about sometimes they talk about the latest news and games but they do like to kind of spin around different topics and they do love to have some more introspective episodes where they do interview one another and ask each, each other certain you know what brought them to games and and their upbringing in the gaming community and they have an a, a impeccable uh, discord server as well if you guys want to search a press yyz highly recommend both of these podcasts now, as I mentioned, uh, we did do a poll question last week for episode 50. It was, are you excited for the Uncharted film? Now, over on At Will Key, I got 31% of people said, yes, they are. 38% said no, and 31 equally said indifferent. So, over on Will Key, it seems like people are not as excited about the Uncharted film as I initially thought. But if you go over to Podcast Outbreak, that's a different story. Nobody said yes. It was 0% said yes, 25% said no, and 75% said indifference. You know, it started off a little strong. There were people that were excited for this movie, but it seems as though now with the trailer released and they're seeing Tom Holland and they're seeing Mark Wahlberg for the first time in these characters, they're either leaning towards, nah, not really for me, or, eh, either way, I'll take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter. As I mentioned in the last episode, Mitch George over at PressYYZ referred to this film as a popcorn flick, and I said that I totally agree with him. Uh, this film does come out in February, so if you guys are interested, you don't even have to be a fan of the Uncharted series, and that's what I think that this film is leaning towards, is trying to bring new people into the Uncharted series and maybe have them play the games. Uh, but the new question that I want to pose for you guys that's going to be available on Saturday or today, technically, t- I'm considering today, Saturday... The question has to do with that article out of the GWW. And it's sort of a a part two, because think about it. We talked about World War Hulk last week. This week, we talked about more MCU and television shows and movies that have been unveiled. I want to ask you guys, which rumored Marvel properties are you most excited for? I'm giving you the options of Nova, World War Hulk, the Okoye spinoff, and the Thunderbolts. I would have mentioned Shang-Chi, but I wanted to stick to the ones that are fairly new news, ones that, are, that have not been touched before. We already know Fantastic Four is coming. It was already sl- uh, basically confirmed in their phase five slot. And we figured Shang-Chi would have a sequel because of how successful it was. So these four properties that I'm mentioning are films that kind of came out of left field. We didn't know that they were even considering to work on these. And it, it's still rumored We haven't got official confirmation yet from uh, marvel studios so which of these four properties are you the most excited for please let me know either on at wilkie or at podcast outbreak feel free to spam both my twitter accounts feel free to share it with your friends i want to get as many responses as possible and i'd love that you guys are responding to the poll questions and we're getting some very different responses on both channels makes for some diversity. All right, guys, so as we do every week the year, we are finally bringing this podcast to a close because it is time for me to get back to work. And by work, I mean editing this goddamn podcast. You guys can head over to my blog, wkey.wordpress.com, where I occasionally will post feature-length articles, news pieces, opinions on generally anything I find interesting. If you guys are interested in following me on any of the social media platforms, first off, Facebook you can like this page at facebook.com backslash the outbreak podcast on twitter i have two options for you the podcast twitter account is at podcast outbreak all one word i mean it has to be one word it's twitter and over on my personal twitter account where i'm a lot more active and i've just hit 500 followers thank you guys so much i didn't think i would ever hit 500 followers this is amazing my personal twitter is at will key k-e-e is my last name uh, if you guys want to follow me on tiktok i'm trying to get more active over on tiktok my tiktok account search william outbreak as well you can search william outbreak over on the red bubble store which has two shirt designs that are available for you not just shirts you can get them in sweaters you can get them in long sleeve you can get them in a dress you can get them on a shower curtain bath mat a clock You can probably get it on a phone case too. So search at William Outbreak for both. Guys, if you haven't joined my Discord server yet, or you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel that I have not used yet, and not sure if I'm gonna use it at all this year, go search for the links below in the show notes, because I don't have official links for those yet. Discord and YouTube, please follow me, please subscribe, and please let's have some fun chats. Now, if you guys are listening to this podcast first on podbean.com, thank you guys so much. But don't you want to listen on one of the actual uh, listening servers? Is it a server? Listening apps, I guess. I do appreciate Podbean, though, for allowing me to uh, ship this podcast to a number of various listening platforms to get as much exposure as possible. So thank you so much, Podbean. Uh, We've got Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Castro, CastBox, the list goes on and on and on. Why aren't you guys listening? And if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave me a five-star review. And as I've always mentioned, leave me a review, write one up. If you're not from Canada, I won't see it. But if you are from Canada, send me a picture and I will show it to my son and maybe it will cure his cold and maybe he'll just miraculously heal and get better. So, I'm using my son here as bait. So I'm just saying, like, he, he's not—he's not doing very well. He's very—he's very sick, and he's very sad and cranky. You know, I, I hugged him for about three hours today because he was just very down in the dumps. You know, so showing him a positive review, as I've always mentioned, will perk his spirits, and it will give him a reason to want to get up in the morning and go to daycare and maybe not run a high fever. Ever think about that? No, see, you guys are just being too selfish. Okay, well, I will shut my mouth right now and I will head over and start editing this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have yourselves a magical night.